to Feminine Hijinks, where we are here to reinvent that other side of 40 with sass. Crass. And, and kicking ass. And <laughs> stereo. We're kicking your ass in stereo. <laughs> We're so glad that you're here with us today. My name's Angie Bailey. And I'm Susie Schubert. And on our agenda today... Even before the pandemic swept down upon us, more and more people seem to be getting involved in what we call the gig economy. Susie and I definitely are part of it, and we thought it would be a great discussion topic today. And some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may be like, what is that gig economy? Well, hang hang on tight there. Hold your horses. Hang, t- <laughs> hang tight. Hold your horses. Hang tight. Well, of course, I love, I love the name because gig is like straight from a musician's vernacular. Yes. Gig yes. is like a show when you get, mm-hmm. you know. So that, totally. that's literally where it came from. It is, yeah. yeah. So, Suze, what, what is a gig economy for those that don't know? Well, I actually, of course, looked it up. Got Yay. a definition. Uh, is so it says, instead of a traditional in-office full-time job with a single company, gig workers work as short-term, temporary, or independent contractors for one or a variety of employers. Hmm. Yeah, that very good, very good. So you're right, you and I do that, and and we love it. I, I think it's awesome to be. I love the the freedom of piecing together things, and I feel grateful that I can do that because not everybody can. But you know, some people really, really thrive on it and would make more gigging than they would at a traditional gigging. job. And for the most part, I mean, for me. I don't really work for an employer. I mean, other than my book, obviously, I'm writing it sort of for myself, but through my publishing company, they're the ones that pay me. But really, I'm my gig economy is working for myself. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And you do a fine job. <laughs> well, you're thanks. Gonna, I think some days you might have to report yourself to HR, though, for inappropriate <laughs> behavior. That is so true. <laughs> I have to give you your pink slip, Sue. Sorry. I touch myself. I want you to love me. Whatever that Every is. day you're offending yourself. <laughs> oh my God. I love uh, it. So, speaking of books and calendars and all that good stuff, we got some cool poop today. We do have cool poop. Very colorful poop. We have published poop. We do. We have published poop. And uh, we know that you want to get your hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I think those of you that listen know that Susan and I write calendars and planners and Susie's is the badass planner and mine is texts from Mittens daily calendar. And they're both, well, text from Mittens is for sale next week, August 4th, but you can pre-order it on Amazon uh, and then tell them about yours. Yeah, the badass planner 2021 is available, I believe. Actually, I haven't checked to see it's, if it's actually for sale yet um, on Amazon. I know you can buy oh. it through my my publisher, pomegranate.com. Oh, she's looking it up. Because that's look what it Angie up. does. That's what Angie this is does. on the spot research. I yes. know, right? We love yes. our technology for such wizardry. 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 Ah, so I'm Googling. So, or I'm, yeah. Amaz- I'm Amazoning Susie Schubert. I'll oh, see. Badass planner you know, for... I like that. I like that you're you can Google me and Amazon me at the same time. You get it. So from what both does it sides. say? Is it available right now, or do you have to pre-order it? 
It's a, it is, hold on a second, for 2021, it is available, and there's only five left in stock. What? There's only five left already? 2021. 2021? I was going to say, wow, who knew I was sold out already? I kind of doubt. Maybe Uh, you were looking at 2020. No, 2021. This is from, it looks like it's from a third party, though. Because oh, it doesn't say Prime. It doesn't look like it's through Amazon. Ah, all right. Who's out there pirating my books? I know. That's it's so $25.38 and free shipping. What? Only five left in stock. Funny. And it says yeah, that they else. are, they're shipped from um, Grand Eagle Retail. <laughs> That's so, so interesting. So maybe is. Amazon itself doesn't mm-hmm. have it in yet, but someone right. else is is selling it. So. Right. Anyway, you'll be able to get it very soon, you know, just in time, of course, for holidays coming up and all that good stuff as we get the hell out of this frickin 2020 year and look forward to 2021. But I as as good news as that is, I do have some sad news. This is actually my last year in publication with Pomegranate Publishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, they are, you know, it's just another sad effect of the virus. Book sales and things like that, you know, things just aren't selling like they used to. And they have always really concentrated on puzzles, which, of course, are selling great right now, like they have been with the quarantining and everything. So they're concentrating more on that. They're really they're doing calendars, but not really a lot of planners anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a sad mutual goodbye, but they're wonderful. And who knows what might come down the path. But on that note, I refuse to be too sad about it because I plan on continuing it in some <laughs> way, shape or form. Um At this point, my plan is to kind of do a digital calendar and figure out a way that people can print it up themselves if they want Mm. something to write on, or they could just do it on their computer. And the good side of that is it can be more real time. Like Angie and I are always saying, we create these books and calendars, but publishers want them to be finished like a year and a half before uh, they actually get released. So when I got my 2021, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope this is going to be valid right now with the crazy world, because we had no idea we were going to be in the middle of a pandemic when we wrote our books. Uh -uh. And plus, I can be more open and with my uh, quotes because there's limitations around like not using song lyrics and stuff. So now I can do that. So that's the good side. I am going to rock out this opportunity because things don't happen for a reason they happen for an opportunity and my opportunity is to take more control and sure i could self-publish it again like you know book form but i kind of mm-hmm. i don't know i'm kind of excited at the idea of doing it online so we shall see yeah how well, i mean yeah out. definitely i mean google calendars is really popular but this is like a way for people to still have something online, but then have extra opportunity for the planning and, you know, and the way that you have um, them look at their daily, their daily to do's and decide what they're going to do, what they're going to divvy, what they're going to, you know, pass on. And so they can, it's, it'll just be interactive and like 50 times more interesting than a Google calendar. Ah, thanks. Well, that's the hope because we all need to get our badassery on. That's right. More than man. ever right now. Yes, yes. And you know what else you need to get on is your deodorant. 
yeah, more than ever, as you're kicking some badassery, you might be working up a sweat. So you might need some Lumi. You might be stinking a little bit. <laughs> I can you smell might... your yelling from here. <laughs> but it's such a good smell, that yelling yelling. It, it is intoxicating. Even. <laughs> Even. Even. So, yeah. So if you guys want to try Lumi, um, they've got a couple new yummy summer smells, coconut crush, clean tangerine. And of course, they have the deodorant and they have the soaps and they have the wipes. So if you go on our website, femininehygienespodcast.com, scroll down, click on the picture of Lumi and order it through there, you will be up for a drawing for free Lumi. Free wow. good smells coming your way for your pits and stinky bits. That's right. We're just bringing it to you every week. We just we can't <laughs> can't we're say enough. You everything you need. Yes, yes. <laughs> but oh man, so we're talking about gig economies today. Our we're the doing gig a jig. economy. We're doing we're a jig doing in a the jig. gig economy. Yes, gig. exactly. We're doing a giggity jig. A giggity jiggity jig. I know. <laughs> I will do a I jig every it. chance I get. That's right, with my yep. little my little cup out collecting money for my giggity jig. <laughs> my jiggity gig. But anyway, oh, yeah. so had too much I, coffee. I, of course, what? Have had too much you coffee. Too- <laughs> As she takes As another sip. <laughs> well, this is a very exciting exciting uh, topic. And I actually, of course, had to look up a little info about it. I thought this was interesting. So it said approximately 150 million workers in North America and Western Europe have left the relatively stable confines of an organizational life, sometimes by choice, sometimes not, to work as independent contractors, it said. And I thought this was interesting. Men and women participate equally in the gig economy. But I, love men, I know men are more likely to pursue labor gigs while women are more likely to work for direct marketing gigs or sell goods online mm, or write so, cat calendars. Yeah. And then it says more men than women rely on gig work for full time income. Women tend to work part time or for supplemental income. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's because at least I know for you and I, Ange, um, this is such a labor of love. Like for us, it's like, for me anyway, I know for you, it is more of your living. For me, it's like, it's a side boob to make Mm -hmm. a little extra money. At this point, it is not my full-time work money. It's not going to pay my rent or anything like that. Um, So it is interesting that I wonder if more women tend to do things like that because it's just something they love. It's not something they have to do or need to do. Right. It's just tended because we're more, of course, you know, you hate to generalize because it's not true about everybody, but we do tend to be more emotional about things and I think make it more of a priority um, Mm -hmm. to get things that we love into our lives on a regular basis, which is sad. Men should make that more of a priority, but I do think women tend to do that more. Yes, I agree. And I know that you believe, too, that everything's a choice. And so we can make choices sometimes to be able to do the things that we love. Um, or we can make a choice to go out and get, you know, a, a job that is in the traditional economy. And maybe you love that, too. But it's nice to have the choices if you're able to. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, you can ebb and flow. 
And like anything, I mean, there's good things and bad things about it. I mean, just mm-hmm. from my own experience. And, and I think also when you venture out in this kind of work, <clears throat> and as you grow in your life, things change. Like at one point, you might be so like, I'm not working for the man. You know, this is what I want to do. I'm working for myself. And then at some point, you might realize, you know what? Actually, security and knowing what's happening every day, even if it's not like something I absolutely love, makes me happier and feel more stable than mm-hmm. constantly trying to get that next gig. You know what I mean? And so yes. it's different for everybody how their comfort level, and again, that can change over time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I am grateful at this point that Chris has a traditional job because, you know, we know what we're going to be having in our budget every month and that sort of thing. And then mine gigging, you know, my my pay goes up and down all the time and it just depends on the season and all of that. So I think I would have a harder time if both of us had to do that with no backup, like if that yeah. was just what we had to do and that was, but I know some couples do it. And uh, I know somebody that Chris used to know was a husband and a wife and they lived, you know, in a tiny studio apartment and had to like go into the bathroom to make phone calls just while they were building their business. And wow. so I think, yeah, I think sometimes you can make it work if you have, you know, the the resources and the the, the, the thinking mind of how can I do this in a very efficient way, knowing that my business is going to grow and it'll get easier. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's sacrifices in either way, right? Like mm-hmm. if you work a, and, and some people are lucky enough to get that job, that full-time conventional job in exactly what they want to do. And then they don't feel like they're necessarily giving up their, you know, passion, But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us in the gig economy, we're doing it because we do have a passion that we can't contain. It needs to come out. And it's nice if you can get paid for it. That's right. (laughs) I've done a a lot of gigs, uh, you know, and and just got paid in whatever and my eating endless snacks all day. But I did it anyway because I loved it. So hilarious. You know, so it's just it's yeah, absolutely. There's just there's a lot of situations out there. But I think at the heart of it, people that do the gig economy, for the most part, really love what they do. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that with the way the world is changing right now, that is becoming more and more the norm. I mean, I wouldn't say it's taken over the conventional nine to five, but it is interesting. And especially after COVID hit and so many people are working from home, I have a feeling Mm -hmm. that when things finally die down with the COVID, with the Rona, and Mm -hmm. people are able to get back into the office, a lot of companies will say either we don't want to pay the rent for that office anymore because it's been working really well to have people work from home or people will just be working from home more versus going, you know, and going into the office less. Um, Right. So that kind of creates the gig economy on its own in a way. Mm -hmm. Although those people that work from home are still working for a regular job. They are, but uh, it also gives them more freedom, I think, since they're already at home to maybe work on their gig stuff at night because there's no, you know, commute time that they have to deal with. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because, of course, our parents, you know, most of them did work a job at a company or whatever. And it was typically the same job for 25, 30 years. And then they retired. And Mm -hmm. that is just so not the norm these days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as as 
you know, my rocker past, I would look at that life and think that was hell. Mm-hmm. And now the older I get, you know, as I'm looking upon my autumn years, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I just want to be an FBI agent or something? You know, <laughs> why didn't I well, just want to be like a lawyer, or a teacher or something that I like didn't have to have this constant struggle? I know, you know? I know. And we're and we're both. Like, well, I'm 50. You're 54. I will be in August. You'll be 54 in August, yes. Yep, yep. Um, I have friends now that work like at places like the post office that are Mm -hmm. retiring, you know, that are like around my age. And they have like pension and all this other stuff. Yeah. And and I think, oh, my God, that would be so cool. And she does all this art. And so she just sits home with her cats and does art all day. And she loves it. And Mm -hmm. but, you know, but she... I, she didn't like her job very much. And so, you know, she was sort of counting down the days so she could retire. Right. So that's like the um, sort of what you were talking about before, the sacrifice, mm-hmm. if you, that maybe is a sacrifice. So, but yeah, I mean, our parents, all the boomer generation, they didn't job hop at all, hardly. They, you know, maybe stayed at the same company the entire time. And yeah. they gathered up retirement and they gathered up, you know, all the pensions or whatever. And then they just retired. And then we, we've talked about this before, have done both kinds of things where maybe we've worked traditional jobs and we've done gig stuff. And then mm-hmm. generation, you know, the millennials are like all about job freedom and and gig this, gig that. And they want more freedom. So they're even like a step further away than we are to that yeah. gig economy. It really is interesting, isn't it? Like how you look, you either get to play while you work, but you work much longer. Like my husband and I both do this and we're like, we're never going to retire. I mean, we're going to mm-hmm. have to be working until the day we drop dead. Yep. Or you put off kind of your play for the most part until you retire. And then in your later life, you have more of that freedom. So it's really a matter of just like kind of deciding what you what's important in your life. But don't you think, Suze, too, if you do what you love gig style, don't you want to do it till you die? Like I yeah. think about, I I love to write. I love doing this podcast. I love all the things that I sort of piece together. And I can't imagine retiring and then not being able to do those things anymore. And I'd like, I, I just can't imagine retiring, you know? Oh, I can't either. I never mm-hmm. will by choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But, you know, honestly, it it would be nice to make more money doing the things that we love to do. Yes. (laughs) Because that is the downside with, you know, just because you're doing the gig economy, it doesn't mean you're working like less or not as hard. In fact, Mm -hmm. it's almost you have to work harder because you have to figure out how to self-promote. You have to not just be the creative person. You also have to be the business person, which is really hard for creative people. At least I speak for myself. Mm hmm. Oh, um, me too. I, ugh, I, my, I, I struggle with QuickBooks all year long and don't uh, end up doing it until it's time for taxes. Then I have to load everything from the whole year in there. And I'm sitting there pulling my hair out and poor Chris is trying to like figure <laughs> out receipts and all this other shit. And I'm like, I, well, it's just not what I do, you know? But the other thing too, like I used to live in an artist loft before I got married and, um, that's all that lived there were 
pretty much gig people that were doing yeah. their art and they had maybe part-time jobs in mm-hmm. restaurants or doing other things, but they really wanted to, to make their art their job. And one thing I know that was a regular frustration with all of us is people would say, oh, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah, like, like what you're doing isn't a real job or, you know, they, they just they don't look at it as you, you know, doing what you love and having the freedom and, oh, it's a hobby and that sort of thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the whole real job thing kind of gets on my nerves. Oh, totally, totally. And uh-huh. people don't understand. I mean, even when you're doing things that you love, again, like I just said, it's so much work. Like one of the things that I have a really hard time with is when you is is self-promotion because it feels very braggy and vain to me to be putting myself out there, you know, oh, I should be putting a, a video of myself talking to people and 10, you know, Instagram pictures a day, me, me, me. I struggle with that. And I know people probably find that hard to believe, <laughs> but I do. And so I could probably be more successful than I am as far as money wise, making more money if I could just get out there and, you know, do more of that. But it's just not in who I am. So it kind of goes yeah. against, you know, really succeeding in the gig economy financially. But I know Otherwise, I am definitely succeeding in the gig economy. Just yes, know. exactly. You're you're you know you're good at what you do. You're good at your your art and your craft and all of the all the things that you love to do. You're good at. But you're right. The things that are hard is when you are a, a one person show. You do have to be the business. You do have to be the marketing. You have to be all these little departments that maybe you're not comfortable with. Um, but if unless you can have the money to hire somebody to right. do your PR or whatever, right. which, you know, for right now is not a reality for me. So you kind of have to learn a little bit about everything in order yes. to do something. So I think that that's fine that we're not 100% comfortable with any of these. Well, with some of these things, because that's not what we're great at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely in a perfect world, we would have someone doing all that for us. Hells yes. (laughs) And if anybody wants to intern for us, just let us know. (laughs) Right? And while you're at it, you can cook us some meals and... Hell yeah. Do our laundry and <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, so. one thing I thought was interesting, um, if any of you guys out there are like, I've always wondered what it would be like to be more of a gig worker, or maybe you're thinking of having a side boob or something. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, this was their interesting tips. Harvard Business Review has the four steps to thriving in a gig economy. And mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of this will be a surprise to anybody. Um, The first thing they said is place. So having an area or space where you feel good and you feel like you're productive. Mm -hmm. So you do that, right, Ange? Like you have a desk, you know, you have Mm -hmm. a specific place that you work at every day and it feels good to you. It does. Yes, absolutely. Although sometimes I do sit on my bed and watch TV while I'm working. I'm not going to lie. But it doesn't feel as like I I feel definitely more productive when I sit at my desk and I (laughs) am, you know, treating my work as this is my job, you know, but, you know, some things I can do from my bed. And that's all right. And that's kind of the plus of the gig economy is that you can 
you know, fart around a little bit like that. You can change things up. Yeah. You know, and you can make your cube really cool. Like, you know, my own Mm -hmm. personal cube has lots of funky crystals and pictures and goofy shit, you know, that makes me smile and laugh and my Harry Potter magic wand and all that stuff that, you know, might be frowned upon in a conventional office. (laughs) Right. Totally. Yes. You're your own boss, man. My own boss. And then, of course, routines was another step. Um, Setting and sticking to a schedule like you would Mm -hmm. in an office. And, you know, that's the age old. And it's not always so easy to do. For sure. It sounds easy. Oh, sure. I'll just sit down and work. But Man, you know, before you know it, you're surfing on Facebook because something caught mm-hmm. your eye. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I've just spent 20 minutes getting caught down in the Facebook quagmire. Or, Jesus. you yes. know, I, I should run down and do a load of laundry while I'm doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. to set like, OK, I'm going to work from whatever, 8 to 1130. And then I'm going to have lunch and then I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to come back and I'm going to work from, you know, one to whatever. Well, don't you think, too, Suze, I know, like, for writers, sometimes that doesn't work for me because I can only write when I feel when my brain is feeling good. And when I you know how like when you write and you're in a groove and you're like, oh, my God, this is so easy. And then sometimes you sit down, you're like, I just don't even feel like doing this. I've got writer's block. Things aren't, you know, happening for me. So I'm just going to go take a walk, come back later and see if that works. Or if you've got the ability to postpone it, you can, which is, you know, a great thing about working for yourself is you can modify that schedule. But I love the idea of having, you know, a planned schedule, but also allowing yourself to be flexible. Exactly. That that's a perfect idea. But you know, one thing about writing though that I've noticed, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I am I am a morning person when it comes to like my brain is on. Yes. By afternoon I'm sleepy and I just, you know, don't it's hard for me to like be creative. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, sometimes it is good to push through, mm-hmm. um, to just start writing, even when it's not anything that sounds good to you. And you just kind of push through all that. And before you know it, sometimes things come out that you didn't even know were there. Yes. So there's sort of that part of it, too. And I think that probably goes with a lot of work, whether it's creative or not, just kind of forcing yourself a little bit, fake it to make it. And then, you know, you can get more into the groove when you make it, you know, a schedule. I know with my just one quick with my catster articles for the magazine, I'm so bad about putting that off to the last minute. And so then it gets down to like the day before it's due or the day it's due. And then I have to push through it because it's due and it it takes me twice as long. Mm -hmm. But that was my choice to let it slide when I could have worked on it earlier. So I don't know if there's any other last minute people out there that sort of, you know, enjoy, (laughs) enjoy the. uh, You like the the, thrill of that last minute deadline? The thrill of the last minute (laughs) deadline can really come back and bite you in the ass. Or it can like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever written because I'm like, I knew this adrenaline, you know, you never know. I know, totally. Um, And then another thing was purpose, looking Mm -hmm. at the big picture of their work and finding meaning. And I loved that. Like. Maybe your gig economy job is more of like a necessity. Maybe it's things that you don't necessarily love doing. Like, I don't know, maybe you're really good at accounting. It's it's not something you love, but you're doing that as a way to work from home, as a way to support your income, or that is you're really good at it, so that's what you're doing. But I love the idea of finding your why. 
why mm-hmm. am I doing this? Maybe it's not work that I have a lot of fun doing all day. And whether this is like, to me, also your daily job job. If you have a quote unquote real job, a conventional job, (laughs) finding your why. You may not love being there every day. You may not love everything about it. But why are you doing that? Um, Is it to have security? It allows you that security. Maybe there's a lot of things about it you do love. You don't love the work, but you love the people you work with or things like that. You know, you find the purpose of doing what you're doing. And beyond that, especially with the gig economy, if it is a passionate thing. It's like, how am I helping people with the work that I do? Mm -hmm. You know, how am I making the world a better place with this work? You know, like with accounting, and some people probably love that. I personally, accounting, the idea of it makes me itch. Um, But maybe if it's something you're good at, you don't like find that much excitement in it. But knowing that you are taking people like me who just want to slit their wrists doing anything with numbers and you're making their mm-hmm. lives easier. You're helping them breathe easier. What a wonderful purpose. Totally. You know? And it's the yeah. same thing. Like if somebody, you know, that maybe is an accountant says, oh, Suze, can you brainstorm with me on ways that I can keep my stuff more organized? Then yes, you love that. And so that's a skill they don't have that you can bring to them. And that's just a great example of two people doing what they love and then sourcing out the things that they don't like to do with people that do love to do it. Totally. The fellowship, man. Everybody makes a difference. And you need people that can do those things in your life that you can't do. Help you with that. And actually, that leads to the last step is people reaching Mm. out to work peers for inspiration, co-working. That's really important to people in that gig economy that work from home because you can feel really isolated and really lonely when you're doing that all the time. And it's harder now because we are, we can't really go to coffee shops and meet up other people, you know, meet with other people. But I suppose you could work over Zoom together, like you'd be working on your own thing and you're just there. Or even just, I need a break. I'm going to call my co-worker and kind of say, how have you been working on this, you know, mm-hmm. whatever project, and then they can give their two cents and you can kind of inspire each other or brainstorm. I think it's right. just really important to always keep that lifeline open and don't kind of go into your own little hole. Um, yes, it's just it can get depressing help. and you can shrink up and shrivel away. And we've been lucky we've been able to work together, you know, in, in fresh air on your porch. So yeah. like, there's if you're comfortable with that, then maybe you can meet up with someone and sit at an outdoor cafe, you know, apart from each other and, and do something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's ways to do it, whether it's virtually or distanced. Yes, definitely. So I just find it a fascinating subject. I find it fascinating that that is becoming more and more of the world right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, we'd love to hear if you guys have any thoughts on the whole gig economy, if it's something that you wish you did or something you feel like you could never do or you're doing now. And if you have any things you want to share with mm-hmm. us. And actually, Ange, we were going to make an announcement today kind of about making money with our gig economy, with our little podcast gig, weren't we? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, well, indeed. You know that we have a Patreon 
um, account, which is where our lovely patrons can go and they can contribute as little as $3 a month to help us with operating expenses and things like that. So, and we have some great patrons out there and we're looking at expanding because we want to do more with the show. And so we're going to be launching a month long Patreon a festival with all kinds of new rewards. <laughs> I and love it. A festival. It's a festival of fun. Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be launching that like probably next where the when this week that you're listening to this. And so yeah. keep your ears and your eyes open because we have some really cool stuff as rewards. And even if you don't want the rewards and you just wanna help us continue doing what we're doing and we are on episode 45 people we this is we have not missed a week we are a pretty sure bet that we're going to be around for a while (laughs) so right and we'll talk more in detail next week about what Mm -hmm. it is you could find with this new patreon with the new rewards for all of the tiers and Angie and i have been working on it for a long time and we're super super excited about Actually, the things that we're going to offer, we can't wait to offer them. I know, I know. Ah! So, yeah, so please stay tuned for more. And, you know, next week we'll be back on a Monday, right? Every Monday. We're here. Every freaking Monday. Gigging it up. Jinging and gigging. Jinning and gigging. That's right. You You said (laughs) jinning. I said jinning. I did. I love that. Now, maybe not. I'm, I'm coughing this morning, but I may be ginning later. I so, love that. <laughs> we'll and, see. and like, we haven't even thought about exactly what we're going to talk about next week. Usually we announce that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, it'll be something good. <laughs> oh, shit. I tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you tell one you thing. What? It's going to be good. <laughs> so you can find us every week on femininehijinkspodcast.com. Ready for your dances? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. And you can also download us and listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Patreon. Aww, One of these days, you'll have, dance is so cute. You'll have to record me sometime. Yes, next week I'll see, record you. It's really just a shoulder dance, but you it know. is. But you know, you're getting some to- exercise and you're feeling <laughs> festive. See how and when you're doing your gig, you can exercise at the same time. You can. It's a good time, man. Maybe next so, time I'll do the, we must, we, we must, must, we must we increase, must our, increase bust. our bust. Remember that, you guys? <laughs> Are you there, God? <laughs> While well, we dial Susie. a lash it up. Oh, God, dial a lash. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, folks, we loved having you around and we hope to see you next week. Yes, we do. Love another indoor sports. XOXO. Bye-bye. Bye.